KYW Original Podcasts. This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. Hey, everybody. This is all about jury service, and it's linked to criminal justice and fairness within the system. Now, Pennsylvania's first judicial district here in Philadelphia schedules over 2,000 jury trials a year. And tens of thousands of folks come through the courts as potential jurors. Now, I myself served on a jury. It's a couple of weeks long. It was one of the most important lessons of my life. I sat down this week with the Honorable Jacqueline Allen. She's an administrative judge for the trial division of the Philadelphia Court of Common Pleas. She's a decorated jurist. Take a listen to my one-on-one interview, and you'll understand why uh, jury service is so important. Judge Allen, welcome to Thank Flashpoint. you very much. Pleased to be here. So wonderful. This week on Flashpoint, we're talking about um, the importance of jury service and diversity of juries. Uh, you led an initiative within the 1st Judicial District that actually looked at this issue, and you all issued a report last year. That's right. And tell us about this report. When I became administrative judge of the trial division, it came to my attention that we were starting to see what I would call an uptick in the lack of responsiveness of citizens to the summons for jury duty. What I mean by that is that we'd sent out the summons, and our response rate was below what is the statewide norm. Statewide, the response rate is something in the 50%, mm. and ours was starting to get higher. Of some concerned, not alarm bell, but caution. So the idea was to sit with some community leaders and stakeholders and determine what the source of the problem was and if we could determine potential fixes to the problem. The commission or the initiative involved 25 citizens, both private citizens, community leaders, and the initiative was led by Lynn Marks, an attorney here in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. who is very much a part of the discussion statewide on these very issues. And with her leadership, we were able to, I think, cut to the quick in identifying some of the strategies that could, in fact, alleviate the potential problem. Yeah. And what did you find? Basically, in a nutshell, that we need to educate the public Mm -hmm. about their civic responsibility to respond to summons for jury duty and to, on our end of the equation, make the experience one that is not as hardship-driven or uh, financially expensive to the citizens of Philadelphia. One of the things we found, as any major city is experiencing, and that's that we have a significant population that is at the poverty level. Mm -hmm. We are a poor city. The fact is that jury duty here in Philadelphia pays you $9 per day for the first three days. Well, we all know that that doesn't cover the cost of parking in Center City, let alone the other cost associated with being in Center City for the day lunch and any of the other things that are part of the service. So the financial burden is a difficult one. We acknowledge that as a difficult problem here, one that may not be within the purview of the courts to address. That involves another part of government. That's the legislature. Mm-hmm. We need efforts out of Harrisburg to change that $9 to something more reasonable in the 21st century as compensation for jury duty for those first three days. Now, I'll say the legislation as it currently is written ups that dollar to $25 a day after the third day. Mm -hmm. 
it's though that many of the cases that we have here in Philadelphia are in that three to five day window so that our folks are in fact impacted in a negative way financially. Yeah. I did a jury uh, trial and it was two weeks long. Uh, You know, luckily I have a job that pays me (laughs) regardless of whether I show up to work or not. But for some people, you know, that's a day's wages that are lost. Exactly. And the way uh, the rules are currently written, employers in the city of Philadelphia who have less than 15 employees are not required Mm -hmm. to compensate their employees when they serve jury duty. It is only for those businesses with 15 or more employees that there is a legal obligation to do so. Mm -hmm. And that, too, is another wrinkle that presents a problem because this is a city of a lot of small mom-and-pop operations. That's very true. And I can appreciate their situation, too. They they are working on margins that are much tighter than some of the larger business entities in the country. So how important is it to have all sorts of people? Uh, And when I say diversity of of a jury pool, I'm talking about not just racial diversity, but socioeconomic diversity. When you're talking about dealing with folks who are living at the poverty line, it's important to have them on the jury as well. No question. The bedrock of our system is premised on the idea that one is being judged by a group of their peers, and that says a cross-section of the population, not the truly wealthy, not the truly poor, but a mix of all that is the diverseness that represents Philadelphia, both in terms of gender, mm-hmm. and that's another category we have to look at too. We seem to have more women on juries, and that's an interesting... Interesting. I don't know why that's so. Um, it may have something to do as well with the fact that this is a city of a, a number of colleges and universities so that you've got that age group that are a part of our roles as potential jurors because we garner our roles or pool from the voter registration roles and the driver's license. Those are the sources for our pooling of potential jurors. So that that age group probably is more predominant, at least in terms of the the larger pool. Now, whether they respond or are later excused because they too represent a category of folks who could claim hardship. Mm-hmm. And I always, when I do juries, I explain to them, yes, there's such a thing as hardship and inconvenience, but focus on the adjective that precedes that word, mm-hmm. extreme hardship, unfair, I'll call it uh, financial burden. None of us do this without some inconvenience. The question really is the degree of inconvenience weighed against one's civic duty. I always tell juries this, wouldn't you want someone as fair as you are? To sit on that Mm -hmm. case if it was your case where you were suing someone or being sued or were defending yourself against a criminal charge. And you only get that fair-minded person if, in fact, folks like you and I respond to the summons for jury duty. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that because when I sat in the, you know, this was my first time actually showing up to a jury (laughs) getting summoned and they picked me and I was like I know I was like they're never gonna pick somebody from KYW covers the stuff they're never gonna and they picked me and a lawyer too yeah I I was like there's no way I'm surprised they did yeah I was very surprised but a number of us um from KYW have been chosen and we're always shocked and I don't know why we don't get we aren't stricken by the different sides but well I think that that goes to an antidote that probably is more untrue than true, and that is most lawyers want an intelligent jury. Mm. They want people who can think and connect the dots so that lawyers, professionals who have a worldview are a real 
commodity of some worth, I think, yeah. as opposed to the juror that many people would describe as a blank slate. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's that's the, those are the people who you would think that uh, they would choose. And so a lot of times there's a running joke that everybody tries to get out of jury service. You know, they come here, they're sitting in the room, you know, they show you that video, right? Uh-huh. And then I think, are you in the video? I think you're in the video. We've updated that video. Okay. <laughs> we, let me tell you one of the things we did about two years ago, uh, and I, I'll claim credit for it. The video that you're thinking of is the one where any number of judges are in in profile Mm -hmm. and doing speaking parts. Well, we decided we didn't want to focus on judges anymore. We (laughs) wanted to focus on the folks who actually show up for jury duty. Mm -hmm. So the new film that's being shown does nothing but profile folks as they come in and they talk about their experience. And Good change. I think so. And it also highlights the fact that it can be an enriching educational experience if you allow it to be so. And this new video takes that tack. Yeah, civic education on another level. Exactly. Um, And I don't want you to talk specifically about cases um, out here, but we've noticed, and a lot of folks who study juries and, and trial courts, they've noticed that diversity of jury has been very important to some of the most high-profile cases, specifically dealing with race. Can you comment at all on how how you know, just the divert the makeup of a jury can shift the outcome of a particular case. Okay, I can't, as you know, speak about a specific case, mm-hmm. but I can say this: that the whole idea of a diverse jury means just that in terms of race, as well as ethnicity, cultural milieu, where they come from, what matters to them. Mm-hmm. So all of that helps one to understand any particular set of facts that are part and parcel of the case. So that it is important that jurors come from varying, I'll call it, stratas of life and experience. Because all of that comes together in that deliberative process, looking for what we call justice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that is our experience, those of us in the system, see as the best way to do it. That we don't need, we need experts to provide information. But when it comes to deliberation and decision, the collective whole always makes a much better decision than one or two experts or, quote, know-it-alls. Yeah, and I know that every person sees the cases differently, and so you need a diverse viewpoint of looking at the cases. But one thing that scared a lot of people with regard to jury service was the case of a young man, 21-year-old, who was given 10 months in prison, uh, 10 months, excuse me, not 10 months, 10 days in jail for oversleeping and not showing up. He was chosen for a jury, which causes a major problem if you don't show up. But he was young and first time he didn't know. And so he didn't show up. Your thoughts on that because do can you get <laughs> can you get thrown in jail like this for not showing up? Let me tell you what the experience here in Philadelphia is. Truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is this that any judge has the ability to cite you for contempt of court for having failed to respond to that summons for jury duty. I'll tell you what I tell would-be jurors when they show up as part of my speech to them when I have that responsibility, is this. We in Philadelphia would not use our bed space in prison for someone who failed to show up for jury duty. Mm -hmm. But, and I quickly follow it up with a huge but, but we do have the power to do something that we are much more comfortable doing. And that's finding you such that money is taken out of your pocket to reinforce the importance of jury duty and service. So that story I read with two 
caveats. One, the young man should have responded when he found himself having awakened late. He should have called and made excuse or explanation at that time. And everything that followed from that would not otherwise have occurred had he done just that one thing. And that's something I think he should have done. Having failed to do that, my colleague, and I believe it was Texas, Mm -hmm. I think was a bit beyond the pale and not within reason. And if I followed the story, and I think I did, did it did get rescinded. (laughs) I think all the media pressure, people were like, what? And I think a lot of folks were concerned that this story would make people want to try to get out of jury service even more because they're like, well, if I get picked... And, I, and something happens, maybe I could get in some big trouble. But it was rescinded, so a lot of that fixed itself. Yeah, that still. was it. Overreaction. Mm-hmm. And there was the correction. Yeah. And so your advice. I mean, the folks are out here getting these summonses, and you get the summons, and they're like, oh, Lord, you know. Um, just just your reaction, because, I, you know, uh, or your advice to these folks who get these summonses. What should they do, and how should they view jury service for us, for us all? First of all, it should be viewed as your civic responsibility. I put it on the same level as voting. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the price you pay for citizenship in a democracy. Now, real world, when you get that summons, respond to it. If you've got a conflict in terms of time, work commitment, and you want, let's call it a pass for this time, we do that. A phone call explaining the situation, and we can excuse you for that call, and you'll be put back in the pool to get another call maybe a month or two months later. That's what you do. We work with you. We aren't draconian in our ways of dealing with the human dynamic. But at the end of the day, we, the courts, have to be satisfied that we are doing our job as judges. And we can only do our jobs as judges when it comes to trials is if we have juries. Judges can't provide jury trials without jurors. And that is the tension that will always cause the courts to bear on to the citizens to compel them to do what is their civic duty. We try to do it nicely. We try to educate. And those folks who come through the process will, to a man or woman, tell you they're the better for it. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a movement now? Because you kind of, I mean, you, Lynn Marks, all of this court was kind of at the forefront of it. But now you see the federal courts are very much, they're working hard to, to try to deal with, and their whole system is totally different of, of, of selecting folks. But do you feel like there's a jury movement now finally to kind of, um, because now that we realize the importance of, of diverse juries? I think in the climate that is the national climate, citizens are much more attuned to how government impacts their lives. And I also think that we're at a time when there is the opportunity to put to reality what we all want, and that's access to justice for everybody. Mm -hmm. And many people think of it in the context of the criminal reform movement, but it's just as applicable on the civil side. It's all about access to the courts and justice when you find your way to a court. And with citizens appreciating and understanding that, I think we are all ahead of the game. Yeah. So what can individuals do if they believe in this? If they say, hey, you know, we need to get that 25 or $30 a day they uh, shift it, what should they do? Well, there are two things afoot. I think you need to talk with your legislators that are sitting in Harrisburg representing you and ask them to make this an issue, that the pay for jurors should be increased. I think there should be a citizen uh, groundswell 
for that point. Here in the courts, we are working with the help of various members of city council, Blondell Reynolds Brown being one, Councilman, Councilman Squilla being another, to see if we cannot get vouchers to give some discount parking to jurors who drive into Center City for these trials. That would be nice. That's one thing we're working on, and, and uh, let's, you know, keep our fingers and toes crossed that that's going to happen. We're close to getting some relief in that area. We're also looking at vouchers to make the system and the cost of it cheaper. I know that there are folks who talk about child care, and, and we should call that care for family and children. As we old get older as a generation, we're having folks call with as excuse for not being able to do jury duty that I have a loved one I have primary care responsibility for. And that is an excuse that we'll hear. And with verification and some substantiation, that becomes a basis to excuse. So there are things we're working on to make it a palatable experience for everybody. Wonderful. So I want to say thank you so much to you, Judge Jacqueline Allen, for coming on Flashpoint and talking about this issue. It was my pleasure. Thank you. This has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 a.m. on your radio dial. And it comes on at 9.30 p.m. on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 8.30. So you can subscribe to Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the Radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast flat, uh, platform. All you got to do is search Flashpoint KYW. Until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Thanks for listening.